welcome to Coffee with Crystal. Today's program is sponsored by Kaleidoscope, a community-based, nonprofit counseling center providing in-person and virtual faith-based counseling and life skills training to individuals, couples, and groups. To learn more about Kaleidoscope and the services provided, please visit www.k-scopesolutions.com. I'm Dr. Crystal, your host. You know, I am a true Louisiana girl by heart. I grew up in South Louisiana, where a great way to pass the time on a Sunday afternoon was going for long car rides. And as a child, I can remember riding with my dad and doing this thing called the loop. So the loop was about an hour and a half long ride that went through small towns along Bayou Lafourche. It would circle through a city called Thibodeau, Louisiana, which was along Highway 1. And then we would cross over Bayou Lafourche onto what was considered the 308 side, which was Highway 308. And then we went through a few little small towns um, through St. James Parish, which ended up along the River Road. And the River Road is a stretch of highway that runs along the levee system that serves as a barrier between the Mississippi River and the cities and towns that exist along the river. So during a time when I was growing up in Louisiana, in South Louisiana, there were two major sources of revenue. And those sources were the chemical plants, which there still are, and the sugarcane industry, which is not as large as it was when I was growing up. But when I recall the memories of my childhood rides, I can still see for miles and miles just stretches of highway. And then along those highway were fields of tall sugarcane. But you know, the sugarcane wasn't always tall. And when I think about those childhood rides, I don't remember it not being tall. The tallness is what stuck out to me, right? Because when it was tall, it was ripe for the harvest. But there have been many times as a child and even now as an adult when I've ridden along those same stretches of highway and there were what looked like empty fields, right? Because the crops had just been replanted. And then there were times when there were fires or smoke and it was just the burning remnants of the cane, the good cane that had been harvested. And when I think of this, it reminds me that there's a process, right? It's a period of cultivation that must occur before the sugarcane is ready to be harvested. And that, of course, got me thinking about God and spirituality, our lives, and God's harvest. And when I think about God's harvest, I envision God, you know, calling in all of his people, gathering everybody together. And just like the process of preparing for the sugarcane to be harvested, there's also a process that we must go through to be prepared to be a part of God's harvest. So first in that process, there's the selection process, right? That's the act of freely selecting. And in Matthew chapter 22, it tells of a king who went to great lengths to prepare a wedding banquet. But when it was time to begin, his guests all went off and did their own thing. So I would like for us to just pick up and take a look at Matthew chapter 22, verses 8 through 14. And it reads, Then he said to his servants, The wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. 
So go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, the bad as well as the good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guest, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. He asked, how did you get in here without wedding clothes, friend? The man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. So, you know, if you had to equate that to your life, right? Looking at your life today, where would you fall in the selection process? When you profess to be a Christian, are you saying that you're chosen, that you're selected by God? You know, how are you showing up in your Christian life? Kind of like this guy who showed up at the wedding, right? Without his wedding clothes on. How are you showing up in your Christian life? Are you wearing your wedding clothes? right, which equates to your spirituality, your purity, your compassion? Or are you showing up in all your worldliness? You know, the vanity that we can get caught up in, the greed, the deceit? Let me ask you, if Christ showed up today, would you be tied by your hands and feet and thrown outside into the darkness? Or would you make it through the selection process? So then there's the birthing process, right? To be born. Have you gone through the spiritual birthing process? When we look at John chapter three, verses four through six, it says, how can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. Have you been united in death with Jesus through your spiritual baptism? Mark chapter 16, verse 15 says, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, go on to say, What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. So then, there's the third part that came to mind when I thought, thought about the process of God's harvesting, and that's the nurturing process. That's feeding and protecting. So, you know, once you've selected, you've made the decision, this is what you want to do, you've been baptized, you're walking in your Christian life, how are you feeding and protecting it? How are you nurturing your spiritual nature? You know, just as the seedlings that are planted must be properly cared for, we also have to ensure that our spiritual nature receives proper care. And there are a few ways that we can do that. Um, one, 
definitely it's done through prayer, right? Mark chapter 1 verse 35 says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. So I want to ask you today, how is your prayer life? Do you have a solitary place where you can go and be alone with, with God? So there's prayer. Then there's also studying and reading of the scriptures. Acts chapter 17, verse 11 reads, Now the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica. For they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. How are you doing with that? How's your Bible study? Do you eagerly look forward to studying your Bible? Or do you consider it just one more thing to do? You know, do you go back after you've attended a Sunday service or listened to a Sunday message? Do you go back and study out the passages that were shared with you during that time and see how those passages can actually apply to your life today? So there's prayer. There's studying and reading the scriptures. And then there's reigning in our thoughts. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5 says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. How have your thoughts been? I know for me, I'm great with prayer. I am great with reading my Bible. But it's my thought life that will get me every time. And that's the thing that I have learned that I really have to be cognizant of and really make a conscious effort on a daily basis to monitor and take captive my thoughts. But what about you? Are you allowing your thoughts to venture into areas that are of no use to your spiritual growth? You know, are you allowing your thought life to prevent you from developing in your Christian maturity? James chapter 1, verses 14 through 15, go on to say, But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. What is the thing that you desire most? What is that thing that is so tempting to you that it has the potential to pull you away spiritually? So lastly, there's the process of patience. That's calmly enduring pain and trying situations. Are you feeling the pressures of this life? And when you feel those pressures, because we all feel them at times, but when you feel the pressures of this life, how are you handling them? Are you tempted to give in and conform to the world and handle things the way the world says it should be handled? Or do you use those moments to really connect with God and to pray and to cry out? You know, Galatians chapter 6, verses 8 through 9 says, Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. 
So guys, as you move through this week, I encourage you to remember that a time is coming when God will look for the ripened crop. And if we expect to be a part of that harvest, we have to accept that we must also go through the process. So this includes our time for today. Tune in again next Sunday for Coffee with Crystal. And remember, God is a God of grace. And each new day provides us with the opportunity to begin again. Choose God. And may the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Welcome to the first day of the rest of your life. Thank you.